My MVP pick is it's got to be Kevin Durant because even when the Nets were banged up, they didn't have their other guys for whatever reasons, and everything was just going wrong. He was keeping them up there near the top of the East. KD's had just such a great season. If I'm if I'm not wrong, he's averaging down near 30 points per game. To be to be exact, he's averaging 29 points, eight rebounds, and six assists on 52% uh, shooting from the field almost 40% from three and almost 90% from the line. He's doing it just so efficiently. He's he's dragged this team at times. And even when the other guys have come back, he's the clear front man in that team. There's no debate who's, who's the number one option, whose team that is. It's, it's KD's team. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, yo, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode 55 of Pump Face and Hot Taste. This is your host Chizzy coming at you in virtual studio today. We've got the guys as usual, Venu the Kang and Noble the Zookeeper. Venu, how are you doing today, bro? I'm good, bro. I'm chilling. Uh, got my predictions ready. Ah, my Knicks though, suffering, man. We got no starting point guard, no backup point guard, so... I'm just enjoying the NBA as a whole. I mean, quickly he's doing bits for you guys, and uh, and what's his name? It's RJ Barrett's is, is pick. RJ Barrett is going off, but we're 22 and 24, bro. Mm. It's not yeah. where we're supposed to be. I mean, you tell me about it, bro. Lakers are 23 and 23. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them in a second, though. Nose, how you doing, man? Um, I see. I was okay, and then I heard you bitches moaning, and it just kind of pissed me off. <laughs> you know, like. Like, shut up. Shut up. You have nothing to complain about. So please, please, really, truly, from the bottom of my heart, shut up. People have real pain. People have no hope. So, you know, enjoy the enjoy your mediocrity. There's something worse than that, bro. That's Do you have Julius Randle averaging 18.8 points per game for you? Because I do. And what's okay. that supposed to be? It's true pain, bro. You guys are expecting to be bad, so you are bad. It's not real pain. It's kind of just fake pain. With the Knicks, it's 100% true pain. Like, we're supposed to be good, bro. Is it? What's happened? Our real misery is fake. And your fake misery at the fact that you're you're still in the playoff contention spot is real. That's what you're trying to say, basically. Yeah, but you got to look at a bigger picture, bro. All right, calm. Let's move on. Let's move on. Enough of this. Let's Shut up, move on. Let's move on. Uh, for, for this week's episode, we're going to get into some of the, the mid-season awards. But before we get into that, I feel like we, we just need to talk about what, what's been going on with the Lakers this past week. Um, the Lakers, as I mentioned, 23 okay. and 23. Um, Frank Vogel was on the hook for, for all of this pretty much at the, at the start of the week after the Lakers lost by, what, 37 points to the Nuggets. Um, so the yeah. team was, was going to fire him, but then he won the, the following game against the, the Utah Jazz. Uh, so they decided, you know, we're just going to, to keep an eye on him and, and kind of um, review him like, uh, game by game. Um, after winning that game against Utah, the, the very next game, the Lakers just, just kind of imploded against the, the Pacers. Um, in, in the fourth quarter, Frank Vogel actually benched... Um, Ben Russell Westbrook for the final five minutes of the game, which caused a whole other kind of series of events. Um, so I guess my question, I'll, I'll start off with you here, Vinu. Who, first off, would you, if you were the Lakers, um, if, if you were the kind of GM of the Lakers, would you keep Frank Vogel or, or at this point are you just letting him go? And, and what do you do with this team? I've been saying for a long time that Frank Vogel is not a championship coach. He got lucky one time, and you got to let him go. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's he's the kind of coach that's going to steer your team to an NBA championship. And in my opinion, they should definitely let him go. And with regards to the team, they need to make some serious shifts in in the team with regards to Russell Westbrook specifically. He's not a bad player. He's not the right fit for the Lakers at all. He's not happy there. He's got to go. Even if you take a big loss on the trade, moving him, get a couple of young pieces who can be good for you and hope that one of them strikes gold, basically. Mm. And, and I think ma- that's the best case scenario for the Lakers. 
No, would you make that move for, or switch out, switch out Frank Vogel mid-season or are you, are you waiting till the end of the season to, to make a move like that? Or are you making that move at all? You know, the thing about Lakerland, La La Land, is the lights are too bright. Y'all don't give the... There's no time for things to mature. You guys don't do that maturity rap, no. You guys need to be there in the moment, right then. So, in the moment right now, Frank Vogel is not the coach for this team. Um... I pretty much, I've, I've said this before, like, I feel like a lot of the problems with Russell Westbrook is not just the player he is, it's the fact that Frank Vogel seems to want Russell Westbrook after 14 years of playing basketball to play a different way rather than try to maybe coerce the team around him a little bit. Um, you brought a star player, you're paying $40 million, you have to do something to help him shine like that's what i'm saying but i feel like more emphasis has been put on him on the team that kind of on him um in terms of the fit <clears throat> um so i think yeah a better coach has to come in and replace his ass bro honestly and in terms of westbrook i don't know if he can move a player like that i heard i heard that Houston saying that they're willing to trade john wall for him so they're willing to <laughs> i pulled that last episode yeah, you did. I called it last episode. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that's 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 almost that's beyond bottom of the barrel because he's not even playing in the league right now. Um, yeah. I've seen some rumblings too that uh, I mean the Lakers seem to try they they seem to be trying to make talk, um, talks and make plays for other players. So I see they're trying to go for Jeremy Grant. Um, so I think possibly if I was a coach, I wouldn't take Russell Westbrook off. I mean he is a even if he's not the player that they wanted him to be. I mean, look at his resume. He's a player that can get it done. So look at the way he got it done. Why can't we try to make the team? Is LeBron is not the only star on the team anymore. So you can't just be a LeBron LeBron. You brought another player of a very big caliber. And it's going to be easier for the team to kind of rotate around him a little bit. Get some more, th- some more guys, better guys on the wing. Get, I mean, proper spacing on the floor when Westbrook is on the floor. Get him, to, him and LeBron to kind of alternate and not play as many minutes together. Like... There are ways to yep. figure it out. I feel like they just haven't tried to do that. They're just trying to run it the Laker with the LeBron way alone, and that's not working right now. So you need a coach who has a strong voice, even bigger than LeBron's in that locker room. Yeah, but See, Noble, if if you're trading, if you're trading for Jeremy Grant, and you're keeping Russell Westbrook, who's going to the Pistons? Um, T T T H T T H T and um. Yeah, I think was it Austin Reeves kid? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. Are they worth that much? Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that the Pistons taking the, like just those two back for for Jeremy Grant. I feel like the, yeah, Jeremy Jeremy, bigger, Jeremy Grant is a player. He's a baller, bro. Yeah, like you, if he you, goes you, to the Lakers, that would be insane. Um, um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. But but to your to your point earlier, Noble, about the the Lakers not um, like you know alternating um, LeBron and and Russell Westbrook's minutes. I think something to consider will be bringing um, Westbrook off the bench and not because I think Westbrook has declined that much where he's now a bench player or anything like that. It's just so far him and LeBron on the court together just isn't working. And I feel like you need to alternate both of them because they both work best when they're on the ball and neither of them is really like the best off the ball player. So like one of them has to like lead their own unit uh, pretty much, and then yes, you can you can have them play you know short like short bursts together, but for the most part, I want both of them on separate lineups, which is why in, in my head I'm thinking at least like try try ch- that that little change up there, see if that works, and also while I think Frank Vogel isn't doing a good job this season, I don't think letting him go mid season is the best move, just because. With, with we're pretty much halfway through the season at this point. If you fire him, say next week, there'll be what thirty uh, something games left in the season. What coach are you going to bring in with thirty something games that's going to get you ready for a championship run? Um, a lot of coaches it, have that pedigree. Yes, but in thirty games. Yeah, because those players on that team, you know what? If any players could get it done. It would be those players and those on that team. They are beyond professionals. They've been in the league long enough that a coaching change is. I mean, LeBron. <clears throat> a coaching change is not going to affect LeBron, not in that way. So it just depends on if, on how. When you say a coaching change, it's almost it's almost not even a coaching change. It's more like a culture change, 
And the only way you can enact that kind of change is just by changing the face. The system is still in place and the new face that you bring in is just going to bring a different voice to the system. But I feel like that is necessary at this point because Frank Vogel's words are not getting through. I mean, he benched this play. He benched Westbrook and Westbrook went, went home and he tried to cover for it by like giving him so much praise the next game when he came in and, they, and he played good. But I mean, it's almost too little too late. Yeah. Like, man... Look, Frank Vogel has lost the locker room, for one. He's, I don't think he's an exceptional coach for, for people to, for him to have that much kind of cash in the bank to, to get away with a lot of these things and, and the way that they're playing right now. I think, as Noble said, there's a lot of coaches that can come in from someone like Mark Jackson. Someone like Mark Jackson is always there and you can always... You get someone who at least fits a bit better. And Terry Stott? Maybe is a, a fresh face. Yeah, Terry nah, Stott. Nah. Eh, nah, ter- nah, eh. nah. Dwayne Casey, though. But, Dwayne Casey. Mm, oh, shouts to Dwayne Casey. Yeah. And you know what? Even David Blatt has more heritage than... Uh, there's so many coaches, bro. Dwayne Casey, Rip Kyle. Um, even Doc Rivers, bro. No, I wouldn't put Doc Rivers there. Rick Carroll and Doc both have jobs right now that are... Like especially for um for Doc Rivers, I think the the Philadelphia job is probably a better better fit, especially long term for him than than the Lakers situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, the the, the Lakers are, are are in a very very weird spot just because this team is in win now mode and or, or at least like they have to be in win now mode because of the age of the players. Um, and things just aren't working out right now and something has to change and none of the changes are looking or at least from from my perspective none of, like there's no change that they can make right now that can put them on the same level as a healthy Nets team a healthy Bucks team or a healthy Warriors team experiment failed a year yeah. wasted i mean you tried something. Um, it's not working out. Change something and let, let let's see at least like what. what how kind much of did you give you up make for the rest of the season? What's up? Um, I'm just trying to remember how much you gave up. In I know he he got a big contract, but did you give up any picks at all to get Westbrook? Uh, I believe you gave up a second round, like a couple second rounders. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think they, I don't think they're taking a massive loss with that. Yeah. Um, not not that, but I'm saying with the combination of Westbrook gone as well, because Westbrook is either gone or he has to, it's a it's a different transformation. If Westbrook can transform himself, I mean, yeah, the Lakers are always a big what if because I mean, if those players play to the levels that they can play at, I mean, they're capable of beating anyone because those are some of the greatest names in basketball. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we haven't seen it. But then again, it's only half of the halfway through the season. You know what? One thing I can give LeBron is that when he goes, like, when he gets ultra serious, we know he'll drag this team for far, far, far farther than they should have. So I'm just saying, at some point, when he's trying to do that, it kind of clicks with other players. Mm. We could see a whole different Lakers team. And Anthony Davis is still, I mean, and Davis has not been that effective when he came in this season, but, I mean, he's still going to come back. So there might be a few more layers left to the Lakers. I will. I don't think I've written them out of this season yet. Like in terms of being championship contenders, I haven't written them out. Like right now, I think they're more of a dark horse. Whereas at the beginning of the season, they came in like we came in as favorites. Mm. Like not my favorites. I mean, not your favorites, but like Vegas odds has had the Lakers like top three, top two, top three to to make um, like yeah. to win to win it all. So like now you're looking at them and it's like okay you're a dark horse behind um, Phoenix and the Warriors out of the West, whereas you came in at, as the favorites coming into the season. So mm-hmm. um, there's there's a lo- lot of things ne- uh, still need to need to be fixed over there. But as we mentioned, we're halfway through the season, so let's get into that uh, our mid-season awards. Um, so we'll be going over most improved player, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Deep Boy, Six Man, Coach of the Year, all the good stuff. Um, so, as I mentioned, so we will start off with uh, with Noble here with the with the MVP award. Um, obviously, we're halfway through the season. We've seen lots of injuries, lots of COVID situations, different players in and out of lineups. 
with everything that has gone on, who do you have as your MVP at this point in the season? Mm. That's a tough one right there. I'm lie to you. Mm. Okay. So I'm just going to give you my top three and then we're going to whittle it down. Um, Nikola Jokic for Denver Nuggets. He's been the Mr. Everything guy. I mean, when he's on the floor versus when he's off the floor, there's a huge, massive difference. Um, he gets every single player involved. He is cold-blooded and he knows he's just a wily guy. I don't know how he does it with his stringy buddy, bro. This guy looks like one of them guys that you, you know the car. Have you seen the car? The, uh, I don't know. The inflatables. You know the inflatables with the arms? That's how Nikola Jokic is, bro. Like, his arms just go around and seem to just find all these passes and places that people never should be. Um, and he's he's dragging that Denver team who was, I think they were 10th at some point. He's dragging them now. He's dragging them up and they're in the middle of the pack. So he's one of my strong contenders. I also have Joel Embiid, Trust the Process, mm. who is arguably, I don't think he's even arguably, he's the best center in the league right now. Um, I mean, all props to Nikola Jokic. He's averaging 31 points, 10 rebounds and four assists, and he's shooting, um, he's shooting 50, 81% from the free throw line and 50% from the field. Like, he is unstoppable, basically, when he's playing. Like, I mean, this guy came back from COVID, COVID and came back with a vengeance. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, my final pick would be Steph Curry, obviously, because we've seen the wonders that he's had this season. He's kind of cooled off lately, so I understand why people wouldn't be as hot on him right now. But still, he led the Golden State Warriors to the best record in the league for the longest time. I mean, I feel like if more than anything, rather than his numbers, it just shows the importance of another player, Draymond Green, because he's out. So my pick from this three people would have to be currently the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry. Just because, I mean... We all knew coming into the season that he was going to be triple team, double team. Like we all, we all knew this. Everyone knows the the way God Golden State is to stop Steph Curry, but still, somehow, with all of that happening, he managed to mesmerize the league for the longest time. And only over the last ten games have they really or 10, 15 games. I say, well, they they've had a normal shift. Maybe they've gone like I think they've gone like eight and seven or nine and six, something like that which is the most normal thing they've done this whole season. And that's majorly because players have been out. So um, I think Steph Curry has to be my mid-season MVP pick, just just because of what I've seen from him. Vino, who do you have you as your MVP? I mean, I understand what, what Noble's saying with all of his rationale and everything. But for me, it's a guy who, even when his team has been banged up, not, not okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not allowed to name any Knicks player, okay? That's that's just the standard <laughs> for all of these awards. For every single one of these awards, you're not allowed to name a Knicks player, okay? Now, please continue. Right, so we're just going to cut to the chase. I, I really think that Alec Burks is... M- no, I'm joking. Um, My MVP... P- <laughs> my MVP pick is... It's got to be Kevin Durant because... Even when the Nets were banged up, they didn't have their other guys for whatever reasons. And everything was just going wrong. He was keeping them up there near the top of the East. KD's had just such a great season. If I'm, if I'm not wrong, he's averaging down near 30 points per game. To be, to be exact, he's averaging 29 points, 8 rebounds and 6 assists on 52% uh, shooting from the field. Almost 40% from 3 and almost 90% from the line. He's doing it just so efficiently he's he's dragged this team at times and even when the other guys have come back he's the clear front man in that team there's no debate who's who's the number one option whose team that is it's, it's KD's team so especially given their record being what I think first in the east 29 and 16 they're a pretty damn good team and KD's a big part of that so he gets my MVP pick yeah, I, th- I think I'd, I'd have to agree with Vinu there with uh, with the KD pick. Um, the only thing that could I think hurt his actual ch- his chances of actually getting the the real MVP trophy at the end of the season is just the fact that he's out right now for the next four to six weeks, um, and in that time, 
who knows who's, who can get hot here and, and kind of pick up steam and, and go past them. But shooting 50, what, 52% from the field, 37 from three, like 89% from free throw line, 29, like it, it's, it's just Kevin Durant doing all kinds of crazy things with Kyrie being out and um, Harden not playing up to James Harden's standards. Um, but let's move on to the, the next award that I have listed down here is the most improved player award. So this obviously goes to the player who has made the, the biggest jump um, from last season to this season. So Vino, I'm coming to you here. Who, who do you think has made that, that jump um, this season? This was a really difficult one for me to pick, to be honest, because it was between two for me. It was between um, Ja Morant and Miles Bridges. So Ja, mm. if I'm looking at the jumps that they've taken this season... Memphis weren't a playoff team last year. This year, they're definitely going to be in the Western Conference playoff picture. Uh, he was averaging 19 a game with four rebounds and seven assists last season. This season, he's averaging 25 with six rebounds and seven assists. So it's a big jump in his, in his offensive output. His steals have gone up 0.4 from uh, 0.9 to 1.3. His turnovers, however, have stayed roughly the same, 3.2 to 3.3. And his his percentages have gone up across the board as well. So he's gone from 33 minutes, which is exactly the same as this season, 45% from the field, 30% from three, and 73% from the line. He's gone to 49% from the field, 36% from three, and 78% from the line. So there's been big jumps all across the board with Jamarant. But Miles Bridges has arguably had an even bigger jump from last season. So he's gone from 13 points per game to 20, six rebounds to eight, and two assists to four. Uh, across the board, his stats are going up. Um, the only thing that's gone down a little bit is field goal percentage from 50 to 48. And his three-point percentage is, is nowhere near it was last season. It's, it's only 32 compared to 40. And his free throws have gone down as well. But his is more due to the fact that he's being used now as a, a strong second option on that team. So he's taken a massive jump. I think he actually is leading the Hornets in scoring, and Hornets are pretty good right now. I think they're currently in the sixth spot for the for the East, clear of those seventh and below teams. So it's a really difficult one for me to pick between them. But I think purely because of the um, difficulty of the Western Conference and the way that Jars brought his team into such a high playoff standing, I think it's got to be John Morant for me, almost improved. No, do you agree there with, uh, with John Morant, or do you have someone else different in mind? Nah, I got to give it to my boy, John. That guy's a beast, bro. It's the same thing. I mean, it's kind of almost the same thing with um, Seth Curry in terms of, you know, if you can stop John Morant, you can stop the Memphis Grizzlies. And the problem is, how do you stop him? This guy walks on the air, bro. It's a Skywalker, bro. So he's literally jumping out the roof, catching people. He's catching the ball up in the stands, bro. Like, how do you stop? He is a cyborg. So um, I think the improvement is shown on the offensive end. Not, and it's not just in the stats because, yes, that's a good end and everything. But the stats are translating into wins, quality mm -hmm. wins against quality teams. They're getting it done. They're like the grit and grind is now grit, grind and fly. And it is amazing to see. And it's all fueled behind John Moran. Like, it's one player who's the soul of the team. So, yeah, I have to give it to him. Like, shout out to my, Miles Bridges. And another person that you need to shout out is Darius Garland because he also he's doing bits in Cleveland, too. Yeah. Um, but now I have to give it to Jared Moran. So, and, and I think Draymond Green even said that it's not fair that he's in the MIP conversation because he deserves to be in the MVP conversation. And that yep. is true. Yep. Like, I definitely have him in that MVP conversation as well. Um, I think a few, if you go back like maybe five, six years, um, Jamarat probably wouldn't be even be considered for this most improved player award because back then it used to just be like a purely numbers thing. Um, whereas now, like we're actually looking at the impact that players are having on, on, on winning as opposed to just, you know, guys whose numbers are balloon. And even though his numbers are up, they're not like insanely up, but then he's just you watch him play and he has a, a much better control of the game a, like, exactly. and, and a much bigger impact on winning. And defensively, he's more locked in, even though he's still not a great defender. Um, but you could tell that this team is rallying behind him um, and this team just kind of follows his lead and like 
he's he's fucking he's doing amazing right now. I know Stephen A. Smith had a um or he was on first take the other day and mentioned that he might he might consider taking Jamorant over Giannis um in the playoffs. Uh, I think that that's 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 a little too far. But like it, it just goes to, to show how much how much um, this guy has grown in, over the, over this past year. Um, so yeah, Jamaran for for most improved player for me as well. Um, now let's look at the, the rookie of the year award. Um, so which rookie do you guys think ha, uh, you know has, has kind of taken the NBA by storm and, and is leading this uh, this rookie class in in kind of um, in performance notes? Um, I mean, I think it's. The runaway favorite at this point has to be even, even Mobsley, even even Mobley. I never get this guy's name right. Even Mobley, um, he's going off in Cleveland. I mean, he looks like a very very polished player. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like you see his game. First of all, you can't have that. You can't. That ball has to be protected from the moment you have it until the moment it's almost right at the rim. Because if it's anywhere released, he will swat that thing away. He's averaging 1.7 blocks in his first season of the league. I mean, add on to that, he's averaging 15 points and 8 rebounds and 3 assists with 0.8 steals, which basically is steal. So, I mean, he's impacting the game on every level. And he's for center, he's also shooting 31% from 3. Um, so, that's not bad. He's shooting 51% from the field. He's, the for me... The other runner-up would have been Scotty Barnes because he's playing pretty solid in Toronto too. But like this guy is one of the defensive anchors in Cleveland, and he's one of the reasons why Cleveland is having their amazing season this year. Vino, do you do you agree with him there with with Evan Mobley? Uh, I probably do, but I wanted to give it to someone else. I. I this guy is a, he's a really interesting player, and I think it's, it's been really fun seeing him come into the league. I'm a fan of him personally, and for all the shit that I give OKC, I feel like it's only right that I give him, give him the props where it's due as well. They picked a good player in this, in this uh, Josh Giddy man. The guy is averaging currently 12 points per game, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, shooting only 40% from the field and 27% from three, 67% from the line. He's not much of a, he's not really a polished player the way that Evan Mobley is. But I think that his potential is, is through the roof. And the way that he's played so far, it's been fun to see him put up big numbers in some games. Some games, 20 point, I think he's had a 20 point triple double if I'm not wrong. Like putting up big numbers and just balling, man. Evan Mobley is playing a much bigger role than Josh Giddy is on his team. Josh Giddy's playing um, 30 minutes, whereas I think Evan Mobley is, is higher than that, and he's higher up on the food chain, so to speak. But I think Josh Giddy has surprised a lot of people, and he could be my pick for he just rookie needs of the to year. Nah, I don't, I don't want to hear that, bro. He needs to shoot better. Bro, he's, atro- he's atrocious when it comes to shooting the ball. I mean, he's very good at finishing at the rim. I'm going to give that to him, um, but at shooting the ball, no, he can, he needs to work on his jump. He needs to stay in the gym for a couple of hours a day, play some McMill, bro, and get some thug in you, bro, and shoot that. Look at the way Shea shoots, bro. I'm not even saying you, you don't have to have his shooting style or something, but at least have the balls to shoot. Like mm-hmm. uh, he's averaging one, he's he's averaging four three pointers a game, and he's shooting them at twenty seven point four percent. Do you want to yeah. do the math on that? No. <laughs> yeah, so for 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 the rest of the people out there, yeah, that's one. That, that means one he made four. he makes one you know Vino, this is what you said. This is what you said. You could go into the NBA and average one three a game. You're just giddy, bro. This is who you'd be if you're in the NBA. Hey yo. <laughs> run me my run me my, my contract. Yeah. Run me my contract. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to go with uh, with Nobs there with Evan Mobley. Um, just if you only go just defensively, what this guy can do as a legit seven footer, bro, he is actually slide like defensively sliding with guards and keeping up. And at the same time, this guy is. Sw- I remember actually at the beginning of the season when um, when they drafted him, and they were like, "But you guys already have Jared Allen. What the fuck are you doing?" And yeah, they were like, yeah, I, we're going to play them both together. And it was like, bro, what the fuck is this? Like 1920? 
And it's actually working out. And we're going to run Laurie Markkinen at the three. <laughs> yeah. Yo, what's going on? Bro, shout yeah. out to Cleveland, bro. They, they're yeah. doing it. They're doing it. Cleveland is protecting the rim at all fucking costs. Um, and the, the versatility that, that Evan Mobley brings offensively in terms of being able to at least to stretch the floor, even though he's not shooting amazing from, from deep. Uh, 30% for a big man in his first year, I think, is, is really good. Um, so you can expect to see that number climb a little bit. Um, he finishes at the rim. He can actually get in the post and put a couple of post moves on you. And he, um, to your point, Nobs, he looks very, very polished. Um, and defensively, as I mentioned, he is just a fucking beast. So Swing. I think I just have to go with him there. That's the sound of his um, block, bro. Swing. Like, he's sending your shit to the sec- second, third, even fourth row. Like, he is... Mobley is a, he's a fucking beast, man. And um, I was listening to um, Kevin Love on the JJ Reddit podcast, and he said the, the player he'd most compare him to is Kevin Garnett. And after watching him closely, I think I, I definitely agree with that uh, with that player comparison because he does have that fire uh, of Kevin Garnett. Obviously, no one has exactly what Kevin Garnett has, but Jesus Christ, is he close? Um, Next, next. Um, actually, we're just talking about defense here. The next award that we're going to talk about here is the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Nobs, who do you got for this one? I feel like it's very obvious. The only reason why the Golden State Warriors are not at the top of the league is because the Defensive Player of the Year is injured. That's why. That's my. That's my reason. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say they were the best team in the league. Suddenly he goes down, and Steph Curry's shot seems to not be working. Why do you think it's not working? It's not working because all that pressure that Draymond Green used to relieve is now there. So he has to contend with that pressure on the defensive end and still try and do something on the offensive end. No, it's not the same. So he has to get, it's like going back to last season for him. That's the, that's the difference that Draymond Green does for that team. And I mean, it also helps that they're, they're um, leagues, leagues ranked first. Def- oh, wow, I can't speak. It also helps that they're the first ranked league defense. Team you guys know leagues. what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're number one in defense of the league. Yeah, yeah. English is not my thing today. I speak five languages. <laughs> right, I think this one we're actually all going to match up then because I got Draymond too. And yeah, it's not really close to me. The Warriors are great defensively and it's, it's mostly down to him. He's very versatile, does a lot for them on the defensive end. He, Curry, we all know, is someone who gets targeted on defense. He's not bad, but. People do like to take advantage of his size sometimes. And Draymond just plays so smart. He helps other players positionally. He himself plays very well positionally. And it just makes up for a lot of deficiencies that the the other players have. And it really also kind of brings out all of the strengths that they have. Like Andrew Wiggins' length and stuff like that. I think all of that contributes to it. But Draymond is the leader of that whole defense. So... He's got to be defensive player of the year for me this year. Yeah. Um, I agree with you guys, but I feel like it's worth mentioning the, the impact that Rudy Gobert has on the, on the Utah Jazz. Because um, without him, that team's defense is just yeah, it's non-existent. It's, nah. it's plus minus on and off the floor. It's just insane defensively. And if you actually look at where Utah ranks defensively, they are like 13th. Um, but you take off... Rudy Gobert and they fall to like below 30th um, it is it is crazy his, his impact defensively any mistake that, that gets made um, or not any mistake but most mistakes that get that get made um, he is the the last line of defense that's helping to erase that um, and actually making the, the the Utah Jazz defense look formidable without him that defense collapses and I think it's just worth mentioning just because of that impact um, but Draymond leading the number one overall defensive team um, in the league, it, like you, you can't contend with that. And just watching how smart he plays, switches all five positions easily, um, just calling out dif- different defensive matchups and just overall just being Draymond. Um, I think, yeah, he, he's defensive player of the year. Um, how about six man of the year though, Vino? Who, who do you got for that one? Um, it's an easy pick for me, man. This one's straightforward. Is that boy in South Beach, Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. He's been balling out like crazy. And I, th- I think he has started some games as well, but he's played more than enough to be considered for sixth man of the year. 
And that that's my guy for six man of the year right there. Tyler fucking hero, man. No, but who'd you got? I mean, uh, yeah, I have to give to him still. That kid tough, bro. I mean, he comes off the bench and he just unloads on the other team. And when he gets going, it's it's tough. It's tough because, I mean, lo- logo hero is a real thing, bro. Yeah, logo hero is a real thing. So, um, I mean, he's had an incredible... And I think it's, it's amazing because, I mean, a lot of people ask questions of him and Duncan Robinson um, last season after the Heat's, well... Destruction in the playoffs because they couldn't come up to come up to scratch over that time. So I think it's very nice of him to go off in the off season, really work on his game, and come back in this role and just absolutely knock the socks off everyone. So good job to him, man. Flowers, yeah. take your flowers, my guy. And and you love you love it when a guy talks some shit and backs it up too, eh? Exactly. Like exactly. Beginning of the season, he came. He was like, "Yo, I'm like." After the season, I expect guys like you to put me in the, in the same conversations as guys like Luca. And, and when you're talking about the, the best young players in the league, I put my name in there. And everyone was like, ah, after your performance last year, nah, he's backing that shit up. And, and you love to see it. When you talk your shit and you back it up, like, bro, fucking all props to you. And, and he's backing it up like, like very few do. Um, how about coach of the year? Who, which, which coach has, has improved their team to the point Ooh. where you, you just look at him and go, yes, he, this he is, is a tough one. his ass off. This is a tough one. I want to see what Vino thinks first. Uh, my coach of the year pick is, is Monty Williams for this season so far. He's got the Suns up at number one. Are they number, number one? one? They're number one number in the one, league, bro. Number one in the NBA. And they're winning. They're on a six-game win streak again. So that's yeah, that's yeah. And I think he's got them a well-oiled machine. Even when players go down, they manage to cope better than a lot of other teams do because they've just got balance and they've got a whole team full of guys who just know how to play that role. And Monty Williams has got a great system going on there. So he's he's gonna get my vote for Coach of the Year halfway through this season. No, what uh, you got? This is this was the toughest one for me. I'm not even gonna lie to you because there have been some outstanding teams this year, like outstanding teams. First, first of all, he talked about the Phoenix Suns, and we have to put them up there just in terms of wins and system and everything. I mean, that is Monte Williams, start to finish. He got that team running to, to purring like a kitty. But then again, you have to look just down two positions in that league and look at Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, you're talking about an explosion. This team, like every single year, there has been that improvement that we've seen. They went from not making the playoffs to, I mean, not making the playoffs in the playoffs to barely making the playoffs to now um, being third in the league. So, I mean, there has been constant improvement and it's amazing to watch. But then over in the East... There is J.D. Bickerstaff and Cleveland. And I think that is my pick because, I mean, you also have to give props Ooh, to Billy Donovan and the pick, Bulls. Bro. Yeah, he, I pick. mean, gives a lot of props have to, has to be given to Billy Donovan. And you know what? This is the first time this guy's actually showed me that he can coach because I didn't believe he can coach when he was in OKC. But it also makes sense because he has a lot of low... Um, well, he doesn't have divas in his team, basically. There is no diva on that team. Everyone wants to play ball, so that's probably why his system is more easy to implement, whereas in OKC, he had full-time divas that he had to contend with. Um, but JB Bickerstaff and the Cleveland Cavaliers, bro, they were you are not supposed to be here. You are not supposed to be just one game out of the fourth place. I mean, fourth is box. Third is like from one to one to four is basically basically locked up. We know this. It's the heat is the heat, the Bulls, um, the Bucks, and who's the third one? Nets. Philly, Philly. Oh, sorry, I think Nets, Philly, the Bulls, and the Bucks. Yeah, those are the first four, and then five is Cleveland. That's that's insane. And this is halfway through the season, so this is not like it was some random surge or anything. Nah, these guys are on it. They're on smoke, bro. And JB Bickerstaff has to be given because I mean he got the position Yo, and they Philly. started as soon as they got the as soon as he got it um, interim coach the culture there started to change so shouts out to him and you we have to remember this is we calling Sexton going down with a massive injury at the start of the season so I mean that's their second best player at the time wow now nah, give him yeah. his props bro nah shouts to shouts to JB Bickerstaff it's not Philly in that top four it's Brooklyn Miami Chicago. Milwaukee. 
Oh, Philly dropped. Okay. Yeah, Philly is Philly, Philly is Philly pretty much tied for fifth with uh with the with the Cavs at twenty. Actually, no, I, I like they're 28, 26 and nineteen. The Cavs are twenty eight and nineteen. Um, but you know, I, I before before we had this conversation, I was actually thinking Steve Kerr, um, just because of obviously the 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 Warriors climbed back to um to to dominance in the league. But Nobs, you, you've convinced me with uh, with JV Bickerstaff just because. At the start of this season, even when we were just talking earlier about Evan Mobley, um, convinced me too. We we kind of laughed laughed at the yeah, the lineup that we're, we're going to put together. Um, pretty much three big men in the starting lineup. Like we haven't seen that since like two thousand and one, maybe. Um, <laughs> and he's bringing that back in an era where everyone is trying to go small, and he's like, no. We've got size. We're going to use that size, and we're going to we're go, we're going to use it to get uh, to our advantage, um, and it is working. Um, this team, as you said, is still pre- like still very 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 young, um, and they are already you know in that fifth spot in the in the Eastern Conference. Uh, like they are they are do- you were doing not supposed to be here. Games. They're not. They were not supposed to be here, but here they are slapping people. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, you, you've you've made me switch my pick to to JV Bickerstaff. That's why you're coming on the pod. You're welcome. <laughs> that is what that is, that is why we brought you on the pod, Nobs. Um, you know, let's. Uh, let, I think that, that is pretty much all that we have for the for the awards. Um, so I want us to talk a little bit or, or get into our our prediction oh, from last week. Nobs, you want to? I got one. Something? Yeah, I got one more award though. Um, best oh, yeah? team of Go the forward. season so far. Best team of the season so far, like is yeah, this? That's the easy one. In, in just cohesion, just whatever your definition of best is. Best team, you know. I think I'll give that to the Warriors, man. I'll give that to the Warriors. Like, it's just there's no drama coming from their camp. Everyone just plays as a unit, and like, even with uh, with Draymond going out, like they they're finding different ways to win games. Um, like, literally everyone. It feels like everyone's role is interchangeable, and everyone knows their role on that team, um, which is the the antithesis of, of what the Lakers are, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just like that that team just works like a well oiled machine, um, obviously led by Steph Curry. So I think I'll, I'll give it to the Warriors. Um, who, who do you guys have? Oh, it's easy for me. You gotta head to New York Knicks, baby, the motherland. Let's Yo, go. Bing bong. Come on, cuz. Let's go. New York, baby. Queens. We're not gonna mention that. City. Long Island. I don't wanna hear that. They're not included in any award show that we do. The Knicks are automatically forfeit. For Yo, the long as long as you're a fan, bro, they, they are automatically forfeit. I don't want to hear nothing about them. So now you either give me a pick or you move the, you move on. Yo, what what, I, what what just kills me? This guy just mentioned every, every, every anything that he knows that that is not New York area. Just <laughs> Manhattan, Long Island, Brooklyn, Bing. <laughs> Yo, get your Tim's on, get your Tim's on, get your get your Scully, get your Scully on. Let's go, New York, baby. <laughs> motherland, <The> motherland. <laughs> <laughs> He got you saying it now. Nah, man. Oh, the mother, nah, man. That would never be me, though. No. Oh, man. Shouts, shouts to New York. Uh, it's not, it's not my favorite. That's the motherland right there. New, New York is in Africa. <laughs> New York, Africa, bro. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, no. Real talk, um, the best team for me this season, Chicago Bulls. Mm, that's a good team. Chicago Bulls. I like what they've done. If I had to pick someone, not the Knicks. Mm. If I had to pick. I think I might be inclined to agree with... Nah, I don't even want to agree with him now just because of the madness he said. Nah. So I'm, I'm he wants to agree with my pick for the Knicks. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> shout out to you, Noble, for being a real one, you know. She's over here, here on some clowning shit. 
<laughs> yeah, I'd rather yo, I'd rather get my balls driven over by a tractor that ever supported me <laughs> in any way, bro. Yo, that's that's some pretty extreme shit. Oh. Okay, so now, RJ Barrett for MVP. Okay, now that we're done being stupid, uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with the the Phoenix Suns. I mean, you mm. have to give. They've been the model of consistency. I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was going to pick the Bulls, but just because he picked it, I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it. I'm not going to be a uh, shit. I'm not going to associate you, myself with You guys have agreed a lot this episode. Duh, duh. Okay, then we're going to redo this episode, okay? Let me know where we're doing it. We need to reshoot. I don't want to be seen agreeing with this dumbass. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns just because um, at the end of the day, the wins are... I mean, I don't think anyone's going to say that the Phoenix Suns are a dark horse anymore. Last mm. season, I mean, last season, they got a lot of wins and we said going to the playoffs that, yeah, we still don't know if they've proven themselves. But I mean, this season, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that they are one mm-hmm. of the strong favorites to come out the West and yep. they've changed our perception just by purely winning. No other ways. They didn't do it through any other thing by just consistently winning game in and game out. They're, I think they might be the only team in the league yeah, they're the only team in the league with a single digit loss column. They've gone 33 games and nine lo- t- 33 wins and nine losses. 36 wins and nine losses. That is insane. Yeah, that is actually they've gone oh my god, they're they've been they've gone nine and one in their last ten. So I mean, this is a team that refuses to lose. They're eighteen and five at home, they're eighteen and four away. Bro, what do you want to do? It don't matter where you are, they're just going to win. So like I have to give it to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure, they are balling right now. Um, but let us talk about our predictions from last week, and then we'll get into uh, into this week's games. If you if you are not familiar with, with with what's going on over the past couple of weeks, we will pick five games um, for the following week and try to make predictions on who's going to win. Um, so Noble and Vino will make those picks, and then at the end of the week, when we're recording the following week's episode, um, we will go over the numbers. You know who won and who. Who won the, the matchups, the head-to-heads, um, and then we will make picks for the following week. So last week, the five games that we had were Utah versus Denver, uh, Chicago versus Memphis, um, the Timberwolves versus the Knicks, the Grizzlies versus the Bucks, and then the Bulls versus the Bucks as well. Um, so the first game, Utah versus Denver. Vino, you picked Utah. Noble, you picked Denver, and that is one point for Vino as Utah took That's that so win. As usual, as so usual, boy. I don't understand it, bro. You know what? I've started to realize something. Denver, they're bitches. Like, mm. you, no, no. You know what? You know how bitches operate, right? Like, they can't take nothing from the bigger guys, but when then when you see the small guys, you you you, you pile it on them. That's Denver. If if they play a shitty team, bro, they'll they'll slap them by twenty points, twenty five points, thirty points. If they get if they're playing a good team, they're getting slapped. Like it, it's almost like a role reversal. Mm. They give it and they take it. Okay, move on. All right. So that is one point for Vino, zero for Noble so far. Hey, you don't need to say it again. Keep moving. <laughs> the se- second game. Not not new. <laughs> the second game, Chicago versus Memphis. You guys both picked Memphis and you're both correct. So that is one uh, one point for Noble, two points for Vino. The next game was the Yo. Timberwolves versus the Knicks. You guys both picked the Knicks Mother and you were both wrong. Mother. I didn't want to. That's <laughs> why, why, why I said I don't like to associate myself with you because I know stupidity will catch up with me at some point. I'm not <laughs> you, bro. Your stupidity is too strong. You can't affect me. Oh, uh, pissed. Yeah. Um, and then the next game was Memphis versus Milwaukee. Vino, you picked Memphis. Noble, you picked Milwaukee. And Milwaukee took that game. This ties up the score 2-2. And the final game of the week was Chicago versus Milwaukee on Friday night. Milwaukee took that game and you both took Milwaukee. Bringing us to a final score again of 2-2. So, we've done this... God damn, man. We've done this twice this season. um, And both times we've been tied. So, all-time record is... Zero and uh, zero, zero, zero and one for both of you. So zero wins, zero losses, and one time. Uh, sorry, Jesus Christ, zero, zero and two. Oh my lord! Um, you can't. It's my do one plus one, one plus one. Oh no, bro. Hey, I'm a psychology oh, major. I'm wow. a psychology major. You will fucking shut your mouth. All right, we don't do math. 
Okay. <laughs> we deal in emotions How are you only. supposed to understand someone's mind? If, if someone... Emotions If, if you're a psychologist... Yes. Hold on. Hold on. If you're a psychologist and someone comes into your, into your room mm-hmm. and says, Hey, I'm a maths teacher and my existential crisis has caused me to be very depressed. Uh, I'm struggling to even calculate what one plus one is. He says, I used to know one plus one was two, mm. but now I'm not so sure anymore. Go to a Are you going to be able to give him that reassurance or do you not know how to do it? I will, I will. See, here's the thing. The, the, the problem lies in the emotions, not the facts, Fino. This is what you must understand. All right. So whether or not I tell him that one plus one equals two, that won't solve his problem. He'll still be anxious about this answer. What I need to get to the bottom of is the anxiety, the, 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 the underlying anxiety that is causing his oh, existential crisis. And it's not just numbers. Oh, it's not just numbers. You see? Oh, oh god damn. Yes, sir. I feel shrunk already. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> you want to go, go blow up that degree? <laughs> you go into some Oh, God. No, no way in your degree, no way, no way in your degree they tell you. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, my days. <laughs> All right, so. No way do they tell you, no way do they tell you that, that, that the emotion is more important than the fact. Let me apply that. <laughs> let, let me... <laughs> Let me apply that to designing a car, bro. And let's see what emotion gets to me. Uh, oh, well, my days. I like how my guy is not letting go. He said, he going to hear me. I will be able to. Oh, man. Oh. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, let's get into this week's games and this week's predictions, all right? So, first game that we've got is the Indiana Pacers versus the New Orleans Pelicans on Monday night. Vino, who'd you got? Hmm. I got the the Pacers winning this one, man. I just, I think these teams are both pretty bad. Uh, The Pelicans have been, I think, on a pretty decent... um, run not decent but like a little bit better than the Pacers but I still think the Pacers was a team that they have the Pelicans obviously still missing Zion I think missing BI as well oh, no, BI is back oh BI is back okay but even even with him I don't see them I don't really see them winning right now they'll win the odd games but it's a tough one to choose because I see, I mean, they I see slapped you guys. teams struggling they slapped your team though they didn't they were good enough to beat them we didn't have a point guard. Oh, okay. Point guard, the most important position in, in on the court. We didn't have one. Oh. Is that based on facts or emotions, bro? <laughs> That's based on facts, bro. You keep your emotions with you. <laughs> if you want, if you want me to know how it feels, if you want me to tell you how it feels, how it makes me feel. Yes, how does it make you uh, feel? Per- personally, I think it's it's very frustrating when um, this happens on top of your your star player having a rough season. Mm. Um, yeah, it makes me. Yeah, I choose it's the Pacers. really sad too. to be honest. Okay, move on. I choose the Pacers. You're taking the Pacers? Alright. Yeah. Alright, next game. This guy, I paid for my hour, man. <laughs> hey, we are 50, 52 minutes, so pretty much the hour now. Oh, God. This is some <laughs> crooked uh, shrink. <laughs> hey, man, I need, to give, I need to give myself five minutes to prep for my, for my next client. Um, that seems like a you problem. Yeah, it's a you problem now because you're about to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so my problem became your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Next game that we're, uh, we're going over here is the T-Wolves versus the Blazers on Tuesday night. Who do you guys have? Nobs. Uh, I'm going to give it to my boys, the Rotems. You know, Patrick Beverly is that guy. <laughs> He's that run room guy, so he's going to bring that energy. He's a dog. He's going to bring it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go with him. Vino, who you got? Uh, I, hate, I hate that we have to I hate that we have to agree on the first two, but i got to go with the Timberwolves as well. Oh, the Blazers, they don't have Dame anymore. Mm. Oh, they, they don't have Dame okay, anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, 
That's why I knew the, he wasn't going to win. It's, it's got to be the Timberwolves, man. They play, they're actually playing pretty good now. Let's see what happens, man. All right. How about this one? The Hawks versus the Kings. Oh. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll go first on this one. I've got the Kings winning this game. Uh, I think the Hawks are absolute bums. <laughs> they're going to prove it in this game. That Stockholm Syndrome still coming. It's coming as they come back in. So the Hawks, the Hawks and the the Hawks are gonna struggle to beat the Kings just because they. If I look at the Hawks' last ten, if I'm not wrong, it's been pretty terrible. Now I'm gonna check that so that I don't look like a fool. No, they are four, four and six, six in their yeah. last ten. They're four and six in their last ten, whereas the Kings are even worse. That's why it's gonna be embarrassing when the Hawks when the Hawks lose to them because. The Hawks have been in a bad form, and I see upset coming up. Mm. Like, over the horizon, I can see an upset for them. And I can see kind of a, a point in the sand where it's that one performance that's just like, oh, how did they lose to them? Mm. And that's going to just cement their, their position outside the playoff picture this season. I think the Hawks are going to... It's going to make or break their season these next couple of games, seeing how that goes. No, okay. what you got here? I'm, I'm so happy to say that I don't agree with him. Oh... It makes me feel so... You don't understand. I feel good. It's like, oh, anytime I don't have anything to do with you, that's a good time in my life. Uh, I'm going with the Hawks because, like I said, this nigga is suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. And Trey Young's dick is so far up his ass, he can feel it in his mouth. So I don't blame him for having wow. a bitter taste of mouth. <laughs> so I understand. For the record, this, this is fake news. This is not uh, accurate. This is not accurate data. <laughs> Uh, like I said, uh, I have to go with the Hawks because I think, number one, both teams have no defense whatsoever. <clears throat> but um, with that being said, I think the Hawks have the best, if not the second best offense in the league. So if you're playing a team that has no defense, I mean, the Kings are good in offense, but they're just good. You're playing the best offense and you have no defense. I don't think it's going to, it's going to be, it wouldn't be a blowout, but I'm seeing close to 100 and I call 129 points to 117 to the Hawks. All right. Um, the fourth game that we have, this is two, uh, two of the top teams in the Western Conference. We're talking about the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, I got the Grizzlies going in this one. Oh, yeah, I got Jar fly, flying up, jazz, jazz players hitting the deck, getting dunked on, and losing. It's Memphis, baby. No, who you got? That's it. Oh, it, it, it is interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I think, do you remember who won the last time they played? Or is this the first time they played the season? I am not sure the last time these two teams played. Um, give me one second here. No, they had a game. Yeah, they had a game. Yeah, they in, had uh, a game in November and Memphis took that one. Memphis took that one. and It was a wild ending, though. It was a very close game. So, yeah, I expect about the same from this game. It's going to be a very intense game. Um, but I think right now the Grizzlies are kind of riding that high. Like, I mean, Jean Morant is going to do Jean Morant things, but then that boy Desmond Bain, that boy Desmond Bain is a bad boy, man. And, um, the other player, Steven Adams is like, <laughs> Steven Adams, first of all, that nigga is Aquaman. He's literally the strongest player in the league. This guy is picking people up. He picked up a center. Yep. He picked up a seven foot center like he was an action figure, like bro. You know the baby. way, or mannequin. You know the way he pick up the mannequin. He just, I don't know. Okay, I worked in a in a store, so I know I pick up a mannequin, just move it to the side, and just replace it. That's how I picked him up, bro. That's a grown man that you're picking up like that, and there was no struggle. Like that that guy yeah. is strong, and he uses his strength the right way. Pause. Yeah. Just so you know, Desmond Bain will be out for this this matchup here. He's in COVID protocols. Oh, he got COVID. But, um, no, but I think they... Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still choosing the Grizzlies. Yeah, I got the Grizzlies. All right, and then the final game is on Saturday night. This will be the Brooklyn Nets at the Warriors. Who you got? Oh. No. You know what? This goes back to our MVP conversation. I got my I'm feeling who Noble's gonna pick. I, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go with my Warriors, bro. Well, 
Oh, oh, oh my god, I felt, oh my god. Oh no, I, not my Warriors. Not my Warriors. I'm going this to go guy with, switching sides already. I'm going to go with Just a go. couple of seasons of me. Call me KD. Sides. You know, it's a personal fucking because I, I personally hate both these teams. So, I mean, without wishing injuries on any of them, if, could have, if they could have the worst game possible, I want like a 45 to 50 point game from each team. Um, that would be adjustable. Like, I want something that makes people turn up their screens, you know. That kind of game, mm. that would be perfect for me. But even in a game like that, I still see the Warriors eking out a win. It'll be a, I'm calling it, it's going to be a 13-point difference. Mm. Wow. Both points are banged, both, both teams are banged up. Um, I don't think the Warriors, I, I don't think the Nets have KD. Um, I still see the Nets taking taking that game. Who's at home? Putting another W. Oh, Warriors at home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh, that's actually interesting. That's a very interesting take that you have to consider now. But I think I believe that over the next eighteen games, eleven of their, I think no, at this point it would be like sixteen games. So they have about they have a lot of away games coming up. So it'll be the perfect time for Kyrie Irving and James Harden. You know, this is exactly what they needed. This is literally what they needed. KD's out. So now Kyrie has to take a work with, bro, this team is going to be so set for the playoffs. This is the, the Brooklyn Nets are winning championship this year. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Okay, we're going to see. All right. So we, we've got some uh, some parity here. I think that the two big games that you guys have different teams on is the Kings and Hawks and the Nets Warriors. So we will be back next week with another episode. Um, obviously, we, we will um, go over these, these, uh, these predictions as well. Um, Don't run me my rings. I'm going to win. We will see you next week. Until then, make sure you follow us on Instagram at pf underscore ht and leave leave a you know subscribe and, and leave a, a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Help us out with the algorithms. We'll be back uh, again next week. Until then, enjoy the week, people. <laughs> <laughs>